Welcome to Wednesday Night at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Hey, well, thanks, Pastor Goss, for giving us this opportunity as the student ministry of uh, Faith Assembly. We are so grateful uh, that you have tuned in, and we're grateful for this opportunity. And uh, again, man, God does some incredible things. Your students love Jesus here, and we just want to dive in. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11, uh, verse 6. That's what we're going to be looking at tonight, this evening. Maybe you have your iPad, maybe you're on your TV, whatever the case might be, join us there. And as you're joining us there, let me give you a little insider background to where we are at. First, we find this, this epistle being written by this author uh, of Hebrews, and he's writing with this mentality, or he's writing towards this people group, this audience of Jewish Christians. Now, these Jewish Christians, they're demoralized, they're, they're discouraged, and really they're ready to step back. They, they get tired of venturing into this new faith of following Jesus, and so they're ready to give it all up and go back to what they knew. In fact, many of the converts were ready to go to their traditions and, and, and kind of forget about who Jesus was. After the writer of Hebrews, he reminds this group, this immature group of believers of Christian Jewish people, he says, he, he realizes, them and he, and he, or he helps them realize that, you know, Jesus is superior, and we see this from first chapter of Hebrews all the way to chapter 10, and, and then in chapter 10, he starts to redirect, and the author starts to talk about this idea of faith. And uh, we, we see it, and it's explored, and he starts to uh, minister in a way, and write in a way for this Jewish audience to capture and understand it. See, we, we start picking up the definition, a rough, a loose definition of faith in uh, Hebrews chapter 11, 1, where we cannot see the outcome of what is happening or what lies ahead, but we can see that the definition can be more of, we can rely on the reality that God is there. And in other words, we're not sure what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. And we see this start to unfold in Hebrews chapter 11. This, these are heroes of the faith. This is like known as the Faith Hall of Fame. We see amazing individuals from Abraham, Sarah, Rahab listed in this chapter. See, faith means that we cling to hope, knowing God's going to triumph and reward those who have sought him. Many times in faith, when it comes to this idea, when it comes to the definition, or when we look at the ideal of faith, we look at faith as a possession, something that we can have, or, or something that we can hold, or something that we have to get. Have you ever been in one of those situations where something maybe down and out's happened in your life, and you have a friend or a peer or maybe someone at your church, they, they put their arm around you and say, hey, you just got to have faith that everything's going to be all right. Uh, uh, even Pastor Steve, his favorite music artist, Pastor Steve Anderson, shout out to you if you're joining us right now. George Michael writes this song called Faith. You got to have faith, do, do. You got to have faith, do, do. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm not in music. That's why you didn't see me up here. But, but he talks about the song of, like, you got to have faith. Well, in actuality, faith isn't something that you can have. Faith is something that you already have. 
Faith isn't something that we can go and get or gotta have like George Michael says. It's something that we already possess. So the question isn't, do you have faith? The question tonight is this, is your faith in a place where God wants it to be? Is your faith in a place where God wants it to be? Which leads us to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. And it reads this. Now, if you're joining us online, uh, I know in our student ministry, whenever we see a bold word in our text or in our scripture, what we do, we yell it out. Like, yell it like you mean it. So I want to encourage you, if you're watching your TV right now, your iPad or your phone because you're walking Target because you're bored like I get during this process or during this time, I want to encourage you to do this. I want you to yell it so loud that your neighbors hear you, all right? So here we go. We have this. Hebrews eleven six 6 reads this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. All right, let's say that a little louder right here. Oh, man, it's not bold. We're going for without right now. That's my fault. So here we go. Yell it with me. Say this word without if you are there watching. All right, here we go. And it is impossible to please God there we go. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists, and he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Before we go any further tonight, let's go ahead and pray. If you'll bow your heads with me. Lord, I pray that you give us the confidence. I pray that you move in our life. May we dive into your word, and we, uh, may we apply your word. For all of us watching in many rooms, and in, in many areas, in many states around the globe, may we honor you in all that we we do in the in the revelation of your word to our heart in your great and holy name we all say amen location 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 these were the first words my next door neighbor told my wife and I we went over there to introduce ourselves and uh, we, we explained, hey, we just moved here from California. And uh, she, the, her very first action, her very first words was, were, were this, was, and I'm like, this is kind of weird. I'm just meeting you for the first time. She goes, come here, son, come here. She goes, location, location, location. She goes on to tell that our place, our property is in the right location. She, she explains that, man, we have the beaches relatively close. You have shopping right down the street. You're, you're not far from Sanibel Island. Uh, if you really want to just get away, you can go down and, and drop your boat down at the ramp right down the street. She even mentioned, I kid you not, and I, being a guy from Missouri, I, I thought this was funny. She, was, she goes, uh, we even have a waterfront property. And, and I was like, what do you mean waterfront? To me, we had a big ditch, but it was waterfront, and she was so thrilled. And it was amazing. Her sweet spirit, her heart was telling us that the location of where we were living was prime real estate. See, in the real estate world, the golden rule is this. It's location. Where you, lo where you are located determines the value of your property. Meaning that you can live in, in a fabulous place, but if it's not in the right location, it's not going to be as expensive as the places that are in the correct position or location. For instance, here in Florida, the, the closer you move to the water, the higher the property value rises. My wife and I, we, we're in this uh, season of trying to kind of do our, our house hunting thing. We, we relocated from California back in the fall, and 
we're looking at these places, and we, fall, we fell in love with uh, the old McGregor area, the, the downtown area, uh, and we loved numerous things. We loved the busyness of it. We loved seeing people. We, we come from highly populated areas, so it's, it was a really fun vibe. We, we loved the culture. We loved the food restaurants downtown. And we love not being too far from our family and relatively close to Fort Myers Beach. And we're really attracted to this specific area. But when we started looking at the houses down there, we started to scratch our heads and say, wait, you want me to pay that for that property? You got to be kidding me. Some of these places, it's like fixer-upper style homes. And, but they didn't have fixer-upper style prices. And one of our friends, they encouraged us, hey, why don't you go look at some of the, the new developments up near I-75, which a little way from the water, a little way from your ideal location, Blake, but you might like what you see. And so we checked out places in Babcock Ranch and right over here in Brightwater. And I instantly fell in love with the price tag. I, I fell in love with the newness, the, the move-in ready home. I fell in love with the space. But still, regardless, the properties that were away weren't in the right location. So it started to get me think about Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, when we see some words that are connected together. Again, it says this, and it is impossible to please God without faith. See, the word without comes from the Greek word choris, which means to be outside of something, such as someone that lives outside of the city. In comparison, it's about being outside or inside of something. For example, it's being in the house or out of the house. It's being in the ocean or out of the ocean, or being in the city or being out of the city. See, Corice shows us so someone who is in, who, who is out of, not in a specific location. But it's unique because we see that the writer of Hebrews, he connects chorese with the word faith. They're, they're letting us know that we can be in faith or we can be out of faith. Therefore, there is a place, a, a very real place when it comes to faith. There's parameters, there's borders, there's boundaries. Just as someone may live in the city or out of city or out of the city, someone can live in faith or out of faith. And so tonight, with our brief moment together, I want to encourage you uh, to ask yourself these four questions. These four questions, I believe, that we should ask ourselves daily. And, and maybe you have time right now, like run to the kitchen counter, run to your desk. Maybe you need to take time and you're just watching this by yourself uh, on whatever device that you might have in your home. I want to encourage you, take a moment, grab a notebook right now, like move, move, move. Grab a notebook and just write your own reflective, write these reflective questions and answer them. Maybe just bullet point it. Or maybe you're watching this with someone in your, in your living room and a family member. Maybe you can kick around this idea or answer these questions to yourselves or to your family or to your friends that are right around you. So here are four questions we can ask ourselves when it comes to this big idea. So when it comes to this big idea is this. When we live in faith, we please the creator and will be rewarded. So, in other words, when we read Hebrews eleven six with an adapted lens or a rendered version, it can be like this. When we live outside of faith, or living, be, we, in other words, we're living beyond its boundaries and perimeters, and we make it impossible to please him. And in other words, impossible to please God. So tonight, these are these four questions to determine if you are living at the address of faith. Question number one is this. 
are you doing what the Lord, or are you doing what God told you to do? Proverbs 16, 3 says this, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. We commit to God over people. We commit to God over money. We commit to God over fear. If we're ever in a place right now that we need to commit to God over fear, it's right now. It's right now in this moment, in this pandemic. We commit to God over our own image. I always tell our student ministry and young people I encounter, uh, if you could learn one thing from my life, one thing that I could share a little bit of experience is, don't worry about being cool. Worry about being committed. When you're committed, the coolness comes. The, the factor, the, the love of Jesus reigns on your life. But first, God wants us to be committed. And maybe you're watching in this place and you're, you're struggling in this journey of faith and, and you don't really know where you're at and uh, you're scratching your head, you have a lot of questions. I want to encourage you. We have a connect card that you can find on our website. I want to encourage you. We want to journey with you and help you explore what it means to be committed to Jesus and how that life change can happen. So are you doing what God told you to do? Are you living a life that is ultimately committed to him? And I have some amazing people behind me and and I'm going to kick it over to them and and maybe get their take on what that looks like for where they're at when it comes to this question. So I don't know, guys, what do you think? What's it mean to be uh, doing what God told you to do? Well, if I'm being completely honest, um, I hope I'm doing what he's doing, what he has plans for me. I'm consistently looking and and seeking for God's word. Um, And through my daily walk with God, I am... Uh, going through the doors that he wants me to go to, but also talking to the people that he wants me to talk to. Hey, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's an excellent way to stay committed and do what God told you to do by pursuing the doors he opens. Number two, to determine if you're living at the address of faith, if you're living in faith, the question you should ask yourself daily is this, are you fulfilling the assignment God gave you for your life? All of us have unique abilities, skills, attributes. Even Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Each of us has an assignment. We see this throughout Scripture. We see this through time and time again. We see Moses was created to lead people out of slavery. Joshua was created to cross over the Jordan and and conquer the promised land. We see David was created to be shepherd king and warrior king of the Israelite nation. We see King Solomon was created to build the temple. We see Jeremiah was created to be a prophet. We see this guy by the name of Jonah created to speak a message of repentance to a people group that one and nothing to do with them. We each have an assignment that God's given us. Are we fulfilling that? My wife, she is super talented and and I love her. And if you're married and you're watching this, I I would even go on further saying like together, you both need to fulfill each other's assignments. My wife, she's, she can sing. She can, she can be a graphic artist. She's, she remembers everything from everything everything that we've ever talked about so it's terrible when it comes to arguments if you pick up what I'm feeling if you pick up what I'm putting down Uh, but for a husband one of my obligations and one of my responsibilities is to make sure that she is being led in the right direction in a place where she can use what God's assigned her 
to do. And, and vice versa, she sees me, she needs to make sure that I'm doing what God has called us and assigned for me to do. So are you fulfilling the assignment God gave you and gave your life? I don't know. What, what do you guys think? Uh, may, maybe we'll share over here with Vincent. So growing up in the church and then growing up in the youth and then becoming a youth leader, I really felt a calling and a passion to being a youth leader. And I really felt that connection. And it was also through the youth group that I found a need. They, found that they had a need for a drummer. And I was like, I never played an instrument. But I'll do it. So that's where I found my passion for music and for youth leader. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's numerous ways that you express your gifts and your assignments by serving at your local church. We would encourage you, if you're not plugged in, fill out a Connect card. We would love to get you fill, fulfilling your assignment. Question number three we should ask ourselves is this. Are we living in obedience to God's word and to the revelation that God has given us? Hebrews eleven seven. we see this man by the name of Noah. You, you're familiar with Noah. Noah built this ark, and it says this, By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of the things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared for an ark for saving of the household, by which he was condemned, by which he condemned the world, and became heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. Noah, this man who did something that was so radical, that was mind-blowing. He was obedient to God when people looked at him and they were puzzled. He's recorded as being one of the great legends of the hero of faith. See, I believe uh, one of my, I, I believe that obedience is relatively made easier when your authority is established in your life. Now, obedience isn't always easy. Like parents, you understand that when you raise children or Children, maybe you understand it's hard to obey your parents. Students, you can connect with me on that. But obedience is easier when we establish the authority in our life. See, Moses, he, or Noah, he established God as the authority in life. It says that he had godly fear. I believe the authority in our life should be God's word in our life. First and foremost, I believe it's scriptural. I believe it, it, it notes from the hero's of the faith. One of my favorite sayings Pastor Goss ever says, and I picked it up and I, I share it with all my friends and I love it. And, and it's real simple and it's yet so profound. It says, God's word says it, that settles it. God's word says it, that settles it. I love it because you, if you read uh, maybe Christian scholars, if they have a liberal uh, lean or a conservative lean, like you, you can read their commentaries and their works and you can almost start to believe whatever they write because it's so like detailed and your mind gets overwhelmed and you're like, I guess they must be right because they did all this work. When really we should just look at God's word, the principle that is what is saying and apply it to our life. See, obedience is made simple when we establish the authority in our life. Pastor Goss, he's my boss. If he tells me to do something, guess what? I'm going to do it. Uh, maybe if it's a parent to a child. If I tell my child, I hope they do it. Or there's going to be consequences. Husband to wife. Now, fellas, like right now, you need to say amen when you establish that woman in your life. Like, you know you got an authority now. And vice versa, and vice versa. See, living in faith means we obey God and we apply what he's revealed to us. Revelation comes in numerous ways. It comes by God's word. It comes by people. 
uh, authorities in your life. It comes by your spouses. It comes by your children. They reveal to you if you're a good parent or if you're not a good parent. Your coworkers, your employees. Numerous ways where we are revealed if we're following God. Our experience or our tragedy or maybe a positive uh, event in our life reveals what God's saying to us in our life. So let me throw that over to you guys, uh, my, my team behind me. When it comes to living in obedience and following God, what, what do you think when it comes to how God reveals uh, to you? Well, for me, I wake up every morning with the intention of being obedient. And I try hard. I ask him to help me out. But every day it seems like something causes me to fall or stumble. And it's like when I was a little girl. I wanted to please my parents. I wanted my mom and dad to be proud of me. I wanted to hear their praise for doing the right thing. And I want that same thing from God. I want him to be proud of me. So, I mean, I'm just glad that he sees my heart and not my sin nature. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Yeah, I would say, um, I think a huge revelation that happened for, for myself and, and Pastor Blake was we thought we were going to live in Las Vegas for the rest of our lives. I mean, we made plans to stay there, have a home. We have a home there now we're trying to sell. Um, you know, shout out if you need a home in Vegas. No. Um, but, you know, we had this huge revelation when some things happened in Las Vegas that, oh, wait, this is not God's plan. This might be mine and Blake's plan for our life. Like, we want to stay here. Our family is here. We want to plant roots here. But God had a whole different plan, and now we're in Fort Myers, Florida. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. See, God works in so many radical ways. So question number four for us today, to determine if you're living at the address of faith. And I, again, want to encourage you, we need to be asking ourselves these questions daily. Question number four is this, are you following through with the plan Jesus asked you to execute? Are you following through with the plan that Jesus asked you to execute? So I love the whole 11th chapter of Hebrews. The 11th chapter of Hebrews has all these great saints, these founding fathers, these matriarchs and patriarchs of our faith and what God did in their life. And it's amazing when you read their stories. They're, they're noted in Hebrews in this epistle. And then when you go back in the Old Testament and you read about them, your mind is blown because they had great faith. But they didn't have great faith because they just heard. They had great faith because they executed. I mean, I think of the story of Abraham. He was willing to go and sacrifice his son. Like he was already pulling up the dagger, coming down with it, and God stopped him. He was faithful and he, had, he was in faith because he was willing to execute. In each case... These heroes who are recorded in 11, we can see God do incredible miracles in their lives because they operated at the address of faith. See, as followers of Jesus, we're asked numerous times to do things that seem pretty radical, seem pretty far out there and really stretch our faith. Uh, And we're asked to do this every day in in a unique way. God wants us to be diligently seeking him. When we're diligently seeking him, we're in faith and we're at the right location. And let me tell you this, Hebrews even highlights it and it says it again, but whenever we live in faith, we please our creator and we'll receive our reward. We'll receive our reward. So no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, I want to encourage you, live in faith. So as we... uh, 
close, we have a couple special instructions for tonight. It's a little different, but I want to pray for two people tonight that are, are watching online. Uh, maybe you're on your phone, your iPad, your TV, hanging out with family, but I want to pray for first the people that want to be committed to to God, and they don't even know where to start, and we, we call this salvation. I just want to ask you right now, I want to pray for you to start a relationship with God, and I want to encourage you, let us know. Fill out the Connect card online, uh, and our team wants to journey with you. Number two, I want to pray for those people that have faith, but maybe that faith isn't in the exact location they want it to be. Maybe that faith is uh, filled with doubt. Maybe that faith is filled with a lot of questions. Maybe your faith is chasing these different gods around us. Maybe your faith is in money. Maybe your faith is in what you can create for yourself rather than saying, hey, I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. I want to pray for those two groups right now. If you'll bow your heads, we're going to pray together. Maybe hold hands with the person you're sitting on the couch with or in the recliner, or maybe call someone back in from the refrigerator, and let's pray together tonight. If you'll close your eyes. God, we pray that you continue to be here, move it, and God, right now, I pray for each, each group of people, those who need to start a committed relationship with you tonight, God. I pray for those. May they fill out that connect card. May they take that next step. May they say, I'm going to be committed to you, God, because I want to do what you told me to do. And God, I want to pray for those individuals right now that they have faith, but that faith is wavering. That faith is, is being diluted because it's scattered all across different areas. God, right now, I want to pray for those individuals. May they relocate their faith and put it in you, knowing that you're going to triumph. You're going to do some amazing things, and ultimately, we're going to experience that reward. God, we give you this time. We give you this praise. In your great and holy name, we all say Amen. Thank you for joining us for tonight's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. We also gather on Sunday mornings at 8.15 and 10.45 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next time for Wednesday night at Faith Assembly. Faith Assembly's Wednesday night is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.